Hello and welcome to Spouse, the podcast about famous and iconic people who love each other. And speaking of people who love each other, well, my husband. <laughs> that sounds like Will. Sounds, sounds like I love each other. Well, I love myself. Will, you do love yourself. Look mm. at you in that panda t-shirt, thinking you're the bee's knees. It is a panda t-shirt with red boxing gloves, which is quite fetching, actually. The panda's wearing boxing gloves, to be clear. And also, just so you've completed the picture, I've also got a pair of at-home leisure wear trousers. And a tin of craft beer. Mm-hmm. What's that called? Anyway, we can't say. No, we're not yeah, sponsored right. by them. We might get sponsored that by them, but not so yet. That would be so nice. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool. odd for them, though, an IPA kind of manufacturer to sponsor Spouse. Would it? I think so. Although, actually, not necessarily. Oh, is this a clue? This episode. Oh, my gosh, that's so smooth. So, yeah, moving on. So, um, do you want to introduce the, the, the concept? Premise? Yeah, you introduce the concept, and I'll then tell you why a, a little tin of IPA is, actually, is a hint to who we're going to be talking about today. M-A-G. Uh, the premise is Will has selected an iconic couple, either fiction or non-fiction, I don't know, from past, present, probably not future, we wouldn't know about them yet. And he's done loads of research into what they're like and some stuff, and he's going he's gonna to learn me, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to explore their lives. Explore their lives and through that look at how we can make our own relationship better. <laughs> Okay, so um, he said quite a few cool things, this guy. He? Is he not meant to be a they? Well, I'm talking about the person who will then... Mm. There's one, yeah. There's, there's uh, a, is uh, it an out... Is it, it's not a balanced couple, is it? Well, actually, probably not, but the, the, the wife um, is... Was well, incredible in her own way, but you might not know that now. But, um, but I will. He once in said... In about 25 minutes. This guy... He once said, there's 24 hours in a day, 24 beers in a pack. How can that be a coincidence? Mm. Do you know who said that? Oliver Reed. No. But then the, I don't know. The same profession. An actor. An actor. Do I actually know them? Yeah. He's an iconic couple. English. No. Mm. Yes. American. Yes. Are they alive now? No, he's not. She is. Oh, um, I well, Paul Newman. Yes. Is it really? It Did you say Newman. that? Paul Newman. Said I it, didn't yeah. know he was a big boozer. He was a big boozer. Yeah. No, I'm not sure if he was all the time. Uh, there were certainly moments of it, and there were stories about him being a big boozer. I think what we'll find out, and what I've been reading about, is actually he was. And he used to say this, there's a Paul Newman who's the film star, and when he's hired to be on set, mm-hmm. he was kind of suave and, and great and kind of focused. But when he wasn't, they didn't live in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, they lived in, in kind of, I think, Connecticut. And he just hung out and liked cars and beers and, and theatre and was kind of relaxed. Cars and beers and theatre, the <laughs> holy did. trinity of macho. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's Paul Newman. And do you know the name of his wife? I want to say Nanette. No. Nanette nothing, Newman. Nothing like it. Who's Are she you, then? I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> I don't think it's the name of a daughter. Do Joanne you know Woodward. Oh. Joanne Woodward. Who? Who the hell's so Nanette talk, Newman? I don't know. Um, but so Joanne Woodward, who 
you know, everyone knows Paul Newman, but Joanne Woodward was an Oscar winner. Oh. Um, and was an act, a really great actress, is still alive, is apparently, sadly, suffering dementia, and mm. is actually re- really sadly starting to forget things about Paul Newman oh. I read the other day, which, when they're, like, seen as... Well, what do you know about them as a couple? Do you know what? I know that quote, why have burgers in a restaurant? See how well I know that quote? Why have burgers in a restaurant when you've got steak at home? Why go out for hamburger when I have steak at home? Virtually verbatim. Yeah, which is about his fidelity to his Obviously, his yeah. Wife. It wasn't literally about eating burgers and eating steak. Yes, that's true. That wouldn't... Well, you know, you might have... Might not be. Anyway, well but known. 50 years they were together. That's <laughs> just a tip about dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Why go out, guys? Stay at home. Same price. Same price, especially nowadays. Pretty much, yeah. You know, burgers are £12 in London. Yeah. Get a really good steak for £12. Amen. Yeah. Um, 50 years they were together. Wow. Um, he was 83 the year he died, and it was, that was the year of their wedding anniversary. Oh. And he said, Which one? Because presumably there was a wedding anniversary 50th. every year. Yes, but I did say 50th. <laughs> you didn't! Please think about it. We're going to listen back to this and you are going to... Well, other people can listen back to it. We're going to plough on right. through my um, 11 pages of notes. Oh no! <laughs> Too many. Um, no, but on the 50th <laughs> wedding anniversary, just before we died, um, he said, I feel privileged to love that woman. That I married to her is the joy of my life. Oh my god. I love Paul Newman. You know that, don't you? Yeah. I well, love him. Ooh. She's looking at me imploringly, like, why aren't you Paul Newman? <laughs> so close. Well, I'm not that close. No. Hmm. So, so but there's there, there was there was quite a lot to say. <clears throat> I mean there's really You should hurry. They were because of their uniqueness in terms of being a kind of long-term couple which who were, that were known for fidelity. Mm. And they were quite... And romance. And romance, yeah. There's some really nice things about how they kind of kept the flame, as it were, alive. And Go on, talked, tell me some. So there's a story that it went in his 70s, at one point she comes over on a film set and sits on his knee, and he was overheard saying, are you still my... Bro-? No, are you my broad? Oh. And just like little moments like that where... You say that to me, Mom. Well, it's cute, isn't it, that? It's yeah. like, apparently they just treat each other in quite a real way and were quite kind of... He was always apparently buying her gifts. Um, How real? They are so real, <laughs> just but little gifts, but always being romantic, even after 50 years, even when they were in their 70s. Mm. And he was kind of saying... Um, in fact, actually going back to that quote, why... The steak and the, the thing. The steak and the hamburger. She apparently reacted badly to being compared to a piece of meat. Oh. Which is true. Yeah. And so he then made something up about he said actually I should have talked to her about a wine which gets better with age or something like oh, that or that's nice. you stay at home and have a nice bottle of wine oh. um, so see I would have been chuffed if somebody had said that to me and it kind of went about me well you are you are kind of a hamburger girl aren't you <laughs> I'd say I'm a I have a hamburger a at home and go out for, no that doesn't make sense I don't do that <laughs> by the way everybody <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all uh, I do like steak. steak and I do like hamburger Josie <laughs> There's neither. What cut would you be? Ooh. There must be a quiz. You'd, probably, on, you'd be hummus. Um, you'd be like a big slab of hummus. That's not a cut of meat. Mm. I bet there is. I bet there's that. What cut of meat would you be? I bet it's on, you know, what do you call it? Lad Bible. No, list, the list one. Buzzfeed. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he apparently he always um, phone calls the whole time when, they, when he was away from her, like flowers, always did that kind of... Um, just like, almost like they were still in love the whole time. Hmm. And it felt like that. But 
they did also quite openly talk about how it was never it wasn't that easy and quite often I think he said a couple of times you know of course over the 50 years I've packed my bags but I've always come back after 10 minutes mm. and you have to work at it um did he, he didn't have any affairs today don't well don't. this is a controversial thing um I'm not going to spend too long on it because I've read quite a lot of things either way and I don't know but in 2008 or 9 just after his death there was a um, autobiography on him hmm. and one of the headlines an autobiography no a biography sorry <laughs> that came out on him it wasn't anything to do with the family where a, where a journalist said that during the filming of it's so in the late 60s when they'd been together Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman for 11 years he had an affair with a journalist that had gone hmm. for 18 months and it was like an open secret in Hollywood, apparently. During the and filming of what? What was it? Butch Cassidy. Oh. And then the journalist kind of realised that he was never going to leave his wife, but also he was a drunk and would turn up and oh. maybe not, according to her, kind of be what she wanted. So she knocked it on As the head. performance-wise. Possibly. But then I've also read other people going, well, her timings are wrong. So when it came out, everyone was like, oh, you know, fidelity Boo. wasn't quite true. Um you know, yes, maybe for Hollywood, one affair in 50 years is actually still amazing, mm -hmm. but the myth is busted. But actually other people have said, well, this woman, you know, they always denied it. She said she knew lots of stuff about him, which no one else would know, but actually you can find out all that stuff okay. in the press. So it's all a bit dubious. It's all a Let's, bit dubious. for the sake of argument, say they were very happily married, they didn't have Well, at affair. one point around that time, there were, <clears throat> and this is one thing that seems to have plagued them, certainly early on, was... He was such a sex symbol, mm -hmm. and she was an Oscar winner. Um, was did he win actress. an Oscar? He I, must have done. Yes, I think he did win an Oscar. I'm not quite sure. I haven't got that stat. Okay. Yeah, I think he did. He must have done. Yeah. Butch Cassidy won Oscars. Yeah, I'm not sure if he won for that. But um, I should know that. Don't worry. Um, it's just to say, it like, he was a sex symbol, she was an Oscar winner. Well, I'm like, saying that it wasn't... He was beautiful, and she was brilliant. You know what I mean? Rather than, like... Well, I don't think she... Well, she she always lived with a sex symbol mm. and everyone kind of saw him as kind of, he went on and kind of, as he aged, mm -hmm. he got cooler and yeah. sexier and cool hand Luke and Butch Cassidy, he was in his early 40s. And so apparently the press wow. were quite obsessed with how he might stray and people were throwing themselves Oh my God, that's and, horrible because it's like she's losing it. Yeah, and, and so there's this kind of slight thing about it and... Apparently, he had it. He hated um, one of the papers, the New York Post, or something like that. And mm. he said, "I would sue them, but you can't sue a trash machine, uh, a trash can." Oh, um, cutting! So, so there's things like, <clears throat> and they once put in the paper a denial that they were somebody had written that they were living apart and they were going to divorce. Mm. And this is around the time that the affair was apparently an open secret, and they put in the paper. Just so that, you know, affair. Will did. It's rabbit ears I did do in the air. Ears. They're not audible. Not so um, they then put in the prayer in the paper the next day. Took you know paid for an ad, half a page mm. and said this is not true. We are living together. How wit? Can you imagine taking out half a page? Well, some people do, people say, do that now. I think like yeah, I think you can. Film directors sometimes do it in Hollywood to say the producers have taken over my movie. Yeah, but yeah. But I'm talking about like a marriage, defending your marriage. Like, no, we didn't. We, we do. Not. Peter, like, Beyonce. But taking out, you wouldn't take out an ad. Well, that's how people used to communicate. Now you just go on Twitter. In the olden days. In the olden days. But um, 
some people would say, well, that's way over the top and mm. they have something to hide. Mm. And other people are saying, well, it's just them being cheeky and it's nonsense, but they're just... Who's being cheeky? Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward and saying, it look, just... these are rumours, this, this is what we think, this is, this is yeah. us, leave us alone. Quite cool. So in terms of an affair, I don't really know, but I think kind of feel like the way that they were so dedicated to mm. each other, mm. to the end... Uh, it feels like it doesn't. Even if they did, yeah. then they obviously got through that. It doesn't matter. Um, and I think the, what to focus on for us today is almost oh, good. why, how they got over fifty years. Yeah. What was that kind of secret? And it's really good salad dressing. Well, th- yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> that helps. But he was. They did. They did loads of stuff together. They were both actors. Yeah. Meets around. The reason I mentioned theatre mm. was they did loads of local theatre together. Really? Um, the th- philanthropy, oh she helped, she did her loads of her own stuff. So they had really shared interests. Yeah, yeah. Also, she, apparently she had no interest in the car racing that he did, yeah. but let him do it. And mm. he let her, so they, it was almost like they had enough in, loads in common, but Some also happy to, to give space. What, did they have kids? Yeah, three. Right. Um, yeah. Did they have cool names? Too I don't big know. an ask. They okay. have, um, I know that one of them, at least one of them, helped out Paul Newman and kind of got freaked out quite a lot because of all the fan mail that he get from other women kind of oh, throwing themselves right. and being saucy and all that kind of stuff. And seeing your own dad kind of covered in that is slightly, must yeah, be slightly weird. odd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he also... Who's he? Paul, yeah, obviously. Paul. He had... A marriage before. Oh. And three other kids before. Oh. How old were they when they... How old was he when he got with her then? What, the first wife? No, the second. So after... I think he was in his kind of late 20s. Oh. He got married quite early to to another actress. He got married quite early when he hadn't made it. Right. And then he met Joanne during a play and -hmm. they really liked each other, but he was married with two kids. I'm not sure we're particularly happy. Um, probably not and then you know they kind of went their separate ways and mm-hmm. then did get together later in the film and he divorced but apparently he always felt guilty about that wow really what a thing to carry around and yeah but it kind of feels like so on their wedding day when Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward got yeah, married, yeah. he wrote this poem and we'll put this poem up on I'm not going to do the <clears> whole <throat> thing oh he my put god this, he read this poem and it was called The Art of Marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and he wrote it. No, no, he didn't write it. He found it and he read it. Right. In my mind, he's going to have written it. No, it's Wilfred A. Peterso. It's probably pronounced differently. But, well, let's see it. Peterso. Peterso? Um, Peterso. No, I Ooh. think looking at this and then looking how, over the next 50 years, what their, from the outside, what their relationship seemed to be, if it was his first marriage... Mm. you'd be like, how did he know? That's amazing that yeah. he knows that this is what a marriage needs. Right. And this is the reading that you read at your wedding. Okay. Whereas in fact, he, he had already from had... past mistakes. Yes. He Weird. had already had a marriage. And you never think about that. When you think of Paul Newman and them, and obviously they were massively in love and they were this great couple, but yeah. he had had a very serious you know, relationship serious in terms of gets. three... Go on, read this poem. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing. <clears throat> or an excerpt. It'll be chosen. Okay, here's, here's the first couple of lines. Oh, good, yeah. <clears throat> we'll start it very straight for this. I have. You've really just really got me in my flow. Go on. 
Happiness in marriage is not something that just happens. A good marriage must be created. In the art of marriage, the little things are the big things. It is never being too old to hold hands. Yep. See, and, and obviously they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, all the way through there. She sat on his lap. She sat on his lap. They used to hold hands when they were at the ballet and the theatre and all that kind of all stuff. All those places. All the places, the ballet and the theatre. <laughs> that's where they held hands. Um, and this is one that I've always said for us. Go on. It is never going to sleep angry. I knew you were going to say that as you read it. And I completely believe in that. I know. It's um, true. You're strict about that. Very strict. I love going to sleep angry. No, you don't. Really violent, brilliant dreams. No, I don't. I hate it. No, I, th- I do think that's really important, actually. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. I think we have done it. It's not like we haven't ever done that. I don't think we've ever been to bed really angry. Ooh, we kind of you might not stay up and kind of You don't get angry anyway. Oh. <laughs> you don't get Ooh, angry. Oh, livid. You get miffed. Wrathful. <laughs> you don't. Oh. I'm like a volcanic anger monster. Um, the courtship... The courtship... The poem goes on to say, "Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> should not end with a honeymoon. It should continue through all the years." And I think that's a nice. I do. Nice I've got to say, I think it's these. A bit obvious, yeah. yeah. But I think the things that go on. So, but if they're, they're obvious, but I think loads of people don't manage to do it, mm. and therefore it's how did they manage to? And another one here is, it is having a mutual sense of values and common objectives. Hmm. And I think that's true. I don't think you have to... Um... Yeah, it's like that common objectives one. When I hit... I mean, you know, we live in London and we're, you know, this... You know, we're, we're at a certain stage in our lives where I think everybody who lives in this area is always like, are we going to stay in London? Should we move out of London? And we're like, no, we do want to stay here at the moment. But I know... What's your a, point? My point is... There are lots of couples who one of them wants to leave, one of them wants to stay, to stay, and like what? Then you've got a major issue because yeah. that's your life. Well, I think you've probably, I think at all points, couples are going to disagree, but I think. But that was a, a good a example, shared, isn't it? It's a very it good example. Well, a shared overview, yeah, of, of we're what values here. are and what we want to do, and yeah. sometimes you might need to reassess them oh yeah and that's fine as long as your objectives are the same i think we probably do know couples where fundamentally they probably do have different values i mean they work in other ways but they have different values Who, really do we? well i'm not going to name names oh do i mind i think it comes out <laughs> i think it comes out in i didn't mind anything you did it was um, filthy um i think it comes out in parenting actually and this is something my mum and dad said to me is one reason that they found parenting, or one thing that really helped them parenting, is they both agreed virtually all the time mm. on what to do in terms of discipline or mm. holidays or what was right for us. Yeah, me and my two brothers. Um, so if if as once you have kids, if one of you is like never wants to discipline, and one of you therefore has to, has do to then that can create ruptures. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes actually like having a kids in the relationship suddenly put certain values and your fundamental beliefs under the spotlight yeah mm. um and it sounds like paul newman to go back to the subject <laughs> uh, and joanne woodward kind of had that um yeah and so one of their quotes because they did like i say they talked about the relationship i think probably because they were asked about it they yeah they were probed by the sounds of it paul newman said Joanne has always given me unconditional support in all my choices and endeavours, and that includes my race car driving, which she deplores. To me, that's love. 
So mm. there, there's a kind of... That's nice. Yeah. Um, but here's another thing that Joanne Woodward said is, sexiness wears thin after a while and beauty fades, but to be married to a man who makes you laugh every day, ah, she probably didn't say ah like that. Ah! <laughs> uh, maybe she's dubbed her tone mid-quote uh, maybe who knows I ah anyway I, I back to the point for the stubbing shoe she was wearing well stubs ah ooh ah now that's a real treat I bet she said it like this no you, ah well, now because you wanted to make a joke you missed, <laughs> missed the end of the quote no I bet she went ah that's a real treat I wish you could make me laugh <laughs> no you wouldn't like it but again it's kind of I think laughing together, that you know, that kind of... Again, it's quite obvious, but I think it's... Mm. When we're not getting on, we're, we're not making each other laugh. No. Not at all. Even when we're getting on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they obviously managed to kind of create this from perhaps because he was with the wrong person at first... The wrong person. Oh, There's yeah. a value judgment. She well, was wrong. Well, he divorced wrong. his first wife, so you have to say, and went on and married. It wasn't like he divorced her, found a second wife, realised actually I just don't like marriage. Do you like think commitment. that's? A... He obviously was into commitment, but with the first wife, and it really pained him to leave his three kids. Yeah, I can imagine. So it wasn't like he was just kind of one of these like I don't know Jack Nicholson. Sorry, Jack, because um, <laughs> you're listening. Sorry, mate. Sorry, dude. Um, I'm not even sure if he's married, but he's obviously seems to have had lots of relationships and flitted from person to person. It's a different episode, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't Do- know. No, we can't probably ah. um, <laughs> Whereas Paul Newman obviously wanted to be with somebody who he just adored and wasn't with the right person at first. But he obviously... Re- don't you think it's an interesting idea that he obviously learnt loads from his first marriage on how to get the second one right? What if you switch the women around? You know what I mean? Could have learnt loads with Joanne and then be like, oh no, he was too young, he was too much of a... Yeah, well dead. I think timing comes into it massively, yeah. Well, that's my well, point. Well, thank you, yeah. And it's a good one. Also, because they were famous by the time they met, um, they worked on something like ten films together. Oh really? Um, at once they were together. Well, uh, give me one film they were in together. I, there are a lot of pictures of them on um, Pinterest, aren't there? I've Pinterested, like... Beautiful, beautiful celebrity couples, and they are pretty yeah. high up the list. Well, there was a film. Oh gosh, I've lost my notes. There was a film in which she was, he was the director, and she was Oscar nominated again. Oh. Um, called Rachel something. Uh, I should know this, but I didn't. I've never heard of any of the films that she was in. Actually, I mm. know. I think I know quite a lot about films, but they starred in five, in ten feature films together. And mm. starred in five that he directed or produced. Okay. They obviously had the time to share yeah. and work together, which a lot of normal couples like us we would maybe love to. I would actually because we met doing a theatre, you know, a theatre production. That is how we got we together, did. and it's. I think we would. And we've done lots of stuff like this together, but we don't have loads of time to do it. Mm. Um, but they obviously, because of their careers and their success, they did have time to spend quality time to spend with each other doing yeah. the stuff they loved. Yeah. Whereas maybe a lot of people, and in the first marriage, he was um, wasn't successful. Was working really hard. She, the first wife, was an actress, oh, and yeah. then once she had kids, kind of gave it up. Mm. So, and obviously, Joanne, Joanne didn't, did she? I also want to talk about the salad dressing before the end. 
Okay. Because yeah. you did say that was a boy. Did they? Did they? They did. Well, both of them were. Are she is a philanthropist. And so oh he. yeah, I. So they had a. Do you know what? I was imagining them in the kitchen together, just adding things and like her with the spoon, giving it to him, him licking it off the spoon. Do you know what I mean? They came up with the recipe together. Is that a lovely romantic notion? Yeah, is apart that from the salad dressing, I'm not sure how <laughs> lovely that is. Like <laughs> strawberries and grapes, and but you know that's kind of. What do you mean, the strawberries and grapes? If you're like, if you're eating. Like if, as a couple, cooking up the strawberries and grapes. No, no, not cooking, but like feeding it with each other and oh, have a little, have a little strawberry. That's an no, be like tinkering bit. with the recipe. Oh, try this, Paul. What do you think? A bit more salt. Mm, well done, Joanne. That's great. I don't know if it, I, I, you know, I don't even know if he made it the recipe. I'm not sure if it was his recipe. Your research is really. You told me to do less research this time. I think it's she did good. for people who've listened to lots of podcasts. That we've done episodes. Sometimes you can get bogged down in the facts. Yeah, well, I don't know if we've got any real facts in this one, have we? Um, don't know any of the films. Don't know what the kids are called. <laughs> See, everyone an Oscar. We don't know. No, never but have we had a good time? <laughs> I don't know. We can always get rid of this. One. What have we learnt then? Um, Is it too early? I think. I think. I think we, uh, really, we've got more, some know. more nuggets. We've got some more nuggets to lay down on me. Well, one of the things that he said... Okay, so this and how is, did you react to his death? That's, what, that's one thing I want to know. Sorry to interrupt you again. Go. Very, very sadly. And then very angry, apparently, when the book came out and oh. said there was this affair, whether that's because yeah. she couldn't defend it and it was slander or whether it was true and she didn't want the... If it's not true, that's a disgusting thing to do. Well, the writer, he said, there's 400 and something pages. Mm-hmm. This is two pages in it. Uh, the rest of it, he's, he's like a hero. Right. But it's, I found this out and I think you need to put it. And he, the, the writer said, mm-hmm. um, The Godfather isn't a film about killing a horse and this isn't a book about one man has had an affair. But that but the horse does, is a bit you remember. Not the bit I remember, but yes, it is an iconic moment. But also, that's the thing, the whole thing about Paul Newman, in a way, was this. He's a, he's a sex symbol. Everybody wants him, men and women, apparently. Oh, really? Um, and, and suddenly, you know, he dies, and then suddenly it turns out that it was all a lie. Mm. That's what this guy was mm. saying, and that's why the headlines jumped on it. Um, but she was very upset about that, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, I understandably, yeah. and you can't defend it. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, if it's if it's a lie, and if it's not, then well, it matters. It's kind of like it's their business. They it wasn't like they were doing loads of magazine shoots and making loads of money off the back of pretending to be kind of a couple mm. that had never cheated on each other. Um, right. Yeah. So one of the when asked about the secret to their long and happy marriage, he said the correct amounts of lust. And respect. Wow. What do you think about that? I, what, what a good binary. I don't know. I think the lust one's quite interesting, isn't it? Like, really, can you have lust after a really long time? Hopefully. Occasionally. I'd say respect is more important than lust. You'd probably go the other way, wouldn't you? I think lots of couples, I'm sure, have respect for each other, but the, the fire dies, or whatever, the flame dies, and... And then they just kind of become friends in just terms mates. of the reason, yeah, just mates and the reason for being together as a romantic couple goes. Well, yeah, you'd, you'd kind of argue that by the time you've had kids, actually, in terms of evolution, you don't need to be attracted to each other anymore. Well, that's what some people say about we're not monogamous. We're polygamous. Yeah, mm. in, in kind of nature. You're kind of battling nature then, if you want to be 
lusting after somebody into your 60s, 70s, 80s. Or the same person. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you are doing battle with nature. Every day, just to fancy you. (laughs) That's so rude. (laughs) But I think the respect thing is completely entwined. I think if you don't respect somebody, then, you know, you might fancy them, but it's pretty soon that kind of passion, you're just going to go, oh, you just, you look nice, but you don't inflame me in other ways. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what's interesting about lust and respect? They're two things I would want to be on the receiving end of. Do you know what I mean? Don't <laughs> But if somebody lusted after and, and respected me, that's basically all I'd want. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I do, seriously. I think that's what... Not saying you're perfect, but... <laughs> but... I, well, I think we kind of have that at the moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you lust and respect me? <laughs> do you lust for me, Josie? Say you do. Um, I do. <laughs> last after you. Well, I don't know <laughs> about that, but um, I think it's really well put, and I think that that's. I'll, I'll keep balance. that in mind, actually. <laughs> what to lust? Oh, I should probably be lusting. No, I'll today. just keep that in mind if I'm ever kind of being a bit rubbish and a bit lame. It's like, oh wait, Will deserves that. Am I doing that? You know. Well, I think we have a lot of a lot of our friends. I think we're in stage of life when we meet up with our me with my mates and you with your lady friends at book group there's probably a kind of <laughs> book. A book group there's a general sense at my probably point. that and this is probably you know you see it in the papers is that the they all really get on but the men would like more sex yeah that's standard uh, isn't it it is standard but i think but they all really respect each other so i, think I wonder you, how often they had sex who? paul and joanne i don't know did you not get that I haven't they haven't said i think I quite a lot why? Well, he was saying that, you know, you need lust and respect. So that implies that they've, for a long time, they were... They're lusty. Lusty. I wonder how often it was, though. But anyway, you were making a point about girls, boys' nights, boys complaining, oh, I want more sex. Girls being like, oh, my God. So they really respect... And what I'm saying is that they... Going <clears> back to the time to make time for lust and being on the receiving end of lust is all <laughs> of our friends, I think, respect each other but probably have less time than certainly the men would want to... Mm. To get to and then it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Because then the men who are like, "Can I uh, have sex with you?" Yeah, yeah, and then the girls are like, "I don't respect you." And then boom, you've got yeah. neither of the things that yeah. Paul Newman says that you must have. Exactly. Jesus, we don't stand a chance. Yeah. We don't even have a salad dressing. You don't like condiments. I do. Do you? I like Not pesto really. more than anything in the world. Mm. You don't think that's a condiment? No. It's because you don't cook with it like I do. Just see one of my notes. Yep. One thing that she said is, Paul's a sex symbol everywhere. I'm only a sex symbol at home. But that's enough. And that's a really nice thing. That she, felt. she sounds cool. She sounds really cool, doesn't she? Yeah. And he, I think for a man like him, who obviously had loads of attention and loads of offers. And loads of beer. And loads of beer and was a drinker. And obviously also, much as it pained him, had proven that he wouldn't stick around in a relationship if it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Um, that you know she kept him and, and he wanted to be with her and mm. loved being with her and mm. never regretted it I think this is one of the coolest couples we've yeah. talked about yeah there's like somebody who knew them when they were like in their 70s again um, once heard him say said, he said to her you're just gorgeous and she replied you're not so bad either 
So what, what can we learn? Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Keep it lusty. Keep the binary of lust and respect. Respectful alive lust. Alive and well. Yeah. I think... I like the idea. And it is an obvious idea, but I think it's a really tough one to do. Is the courtship isn't just before you get married, it's all the way through. Because mm-hmm. that kind of first date feel, that kind of fun, the laughing, the, the need to impress somebody, mm. and the buzz you get when you feel like you have impressed, that mm-hmm. is really... Um, potent. It is really potent. And I think we lose that sometimes. Oh and then God, I think yeah. like, you can go on holiday and suddenly you get time with each other. You're like, and you oh, go, I remember why I'm with you. And it's a real relief, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That You've we been go, an absolute bore like for the last six <laughs> months, but... Oh, yeah, in Spain, you're wicked. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of thing that is really hard to to keep. So I like that as a kind of... Um, I do think it's obvious. Yeah, but I, I do think it's obvious, but, but I like the way he says it. I like the way that poem says it, as in a courtship. Yeah. As in, your relationship should always be a courtship. Yeah. What about you? Do you know what? I think the third and final one mm-hmm. is shared interests. And then actually indulging in them because like when we were first together we were both like super into cinema like loads of things that i you know you can't blame kids for everything but you can a bit but just stuff we wouldn't do together yeah. now like travel what other things what other things are we into S- smoking loads of drugs well no, good. So it's, it's having shared interests and actually remembering that you should do those things. Easier said than done, I think, if you're not a mm-hmm. Hollywood movie star. Same as the Perhaps. courtship thing. Yes. Is it? Well, shouldn't be. Maybe shouldn't, but there we go. God, let's just tr- all try to channel our inner Paul and Joanne. And on that note, we'll bid you adieu. Bye. Seems a bit. It's because you, you said will bid you adieu. I feel like I wish I had a Paul Newman quote to just oh, wind it up. Go on, yeah. finish, it, finish it with a quote. Sorry, this has dragged on, hasn't it? Big finish. Uh, Big finish. Oh, it's going to be it is not only marrying the right partner, it is being the right partner. It is discovering what marriage can be at its best. Goodbye. Bye.